Hello, and thanks for tuning in to the Fisher Investments Market Insights Podcast, where we discuss our firm's latest thinking on global capital markets and current events. I'm Naj Srinivas, Client Communications Vice President here at the firm. And today's episode, we're really going to focus on volatility in light of, well, the recent market volatility we've seen the last couple of weeks. This episode is an excerpt from a client-only event that we held featuring Michael Hansen, a member of the firm's Investment Policy Committee and a Senior Vice President of Research at the firm, and Group Vice President Eric Renault. And in this excerpt, they're talking about the different signs that we look for when we encounter volatility to understand if that volatility is just normal market volatility that you see on a day-to-day basis or even a correction relative to something much more worse like a big bad bear market. And then also, some of the signs in a bear market that we would actually look for as a firm. So give it a listen. We hope you enjoy today and hope it gives you a little bit more perspective on how we here at Fisher Investments view volatility and bear markets versus corrections. I'll rejoin you at the end of today's excerpt. I'm Eric Renault, a Group Vice President in our Private Client Services Division, and I'm joined by Investment Policy Committee member Michael Hansen. Hi, Eric. Hello, Mike. We're going to talk a little bit more today about volatility and what it might mean for all of you as investors. 2017 was an exceptionally low volatility year. Should we be expecting more of the same in 2018? You know, volatility is one of these things that it comes along with being a stock investor. It's most pronounced with stocks in most cases. Other asset classes tend to be a little less volatile, don't change as much, but with stocks, volatility is part of the standard. But Going along with that, volatility is completely random. If there is a way to say, well, we've had low volatility, now we're going to have high volatility, or low volatility means this for the stock market and high volatility means that for the stock market, we wouldn't really have to do much else in forecasting. We could just make our bets and go home and and all of us could be billionaires. But unfortunately, it doesn't work like that. Volatility is almost perfectly random within the stock market. And as a result, that's why it's so challenging in many ways to deal with, because What volatility really does, and the way I think of it, is it's sort of the price that people have to pay in order to get the long-term return of stocks. And that's a psychological price. It's a price that, you know, when folks are sitting at home, whether they're retired or just looking at their investments, they go online and they look at their screens and they see things on a short-term basis jumping around so much, it causes a huge amount of emotion. But the truth is, when you start thinking 5, 10, 15 years into the future, volatility matters a lot less than people actually think. And as a matter of fact, stocks are a lot less volatile. They're consistently positive. It's just that in the short term, the wiggles make people nervous, and it gets people off of their long-term discipline and plan. So if discipline is the prescription during a correction, how does that differ from what we would do during a bear? Yeah, so a bear market, by contrast to a correction, is something that's much longer in duration, for one thing. And very different than a correction. It has a fundamental features behind it or a sentiment feature behind it that makes the duration much longer than a correction. But the way a bear market unfolds is much different as well. Bear markets don't announce themselves like corrections do. Instead, they lull investors to sleep. Most folks are thinking higher, this is an opportunity, or rationalizing a better world in some way when in fact there's something fundamental that actually might be brewing. So bear markets roll over. That's the way they get more people to do bad things, if if you want to think about it that way. And they don't have their 
real losses until the end. As a matter of fact, there's a few ways that we think about bear markets internally that I think that would help everyone to think about bears. We call them the four rules of bear markets, but they're not really rules. They're more like what you would call heuristics. And heuristics is you know, what you might say is a rule of thumb. And we say that because this is a probabilities business. It's not a certainties business. But these four items can really help. The first one is just what we call basically the three-month rule. And the three-month rule says, if you have a market peak, do not go defensive or out of the market until three months after that market top. This gets to my point that bear markets roll over. They don't announce themselves. And so the first discipline is to say, if you're hitting a new peak, because bull markets don't have spike tops, you've actually got at least three months to try to understand what's happening as things start to roll over, then you can start to take some defensive action, which leads me into this, some of the other rules. The next one is the 2% rule. 2% rule says bear markets, they're going to do this, but on average, their trajectory is about 2% per month. And this is another way of saying the three-month rule really comes into play, which is that a bear market's losses don't all happen at the front. They happen towards the end. You've got some time, and you can start to understand and see this trajectory. The third rule is the two-thirds, one-third rule. This one happens to be my personal favorite simply because it's like a mathematical identity and it's uncanny how well this works through virtually all bear markets through history. As a matter of fact, all these rules really work very well. But this one states that two-thirds of the losses of a bear happen in the final third of its duration, which is another way of saying bear markets roll over, they tend to have a trajectory that fools a lot of folks, and then capitulation happens at the end. Then the last rule is sort of the bookend to all of it, which is called the 18-month rule. And the 18-month rule says that if you've gotten defensive, you've gotten out of the market successfully, you saw the bear market, never be defensive for more than 18 months. Bear markets can last for more than 18 months, but by the time you've, been, you've done the three-month rule, you've done 18 months out, that's 21 months. Not many bear markets last more than that. And as we've said to our clients so much through the years, in order to reach your long-term financial goals, you need to be in the market, not out of the market. Being out of the market is the riskiest thing you can do. The 18-month rule says that even if you think there might be a little more downside, especially in that very turbulent capitulation part of the bear, you need to get back into the market because you know at some point soon the market's going to move up on you. And when bull markets start, they start quite violently. They look like a V and they leave a lot of folks behind and that's the last thing we'd want to do. All of these disciplines really say they have a common theme, which I touched on already, which is that we want to try to get defensive on our clients' behalf. We want to try to do that as successfully and as often as possible. But the simple fact is the long-term return of stocks, including bear markets, can get people to their financial goals. Our number one goal is to get people to their financial goals. These rules are disciplines to disallow us from getting bearish too soon, getting back in too late, and being out for too long. And if you can do those things and just do it successfully a few times over the course of a long-term time horizon for a client, I think you can really add a lot of value. So Mike, thank you very much for taking a little extra time to walk us through our approach to managing downside volatility. And for all of our viewers today, thank you very much for watching. Well, that's all we had time for in this episode. I hope you enjoyed that little excerpt featuring Investment Policy Committee member Michael Hansen. For more, please visit marketminder.com. Thanks for listening. Investing in securities involves the risk of loss. Past performance is no guarantee of future returns. 
The content of this podcast represents the opinions and viewpoints of Fisher Investments and should not be regarded as personal investment advice. No assurances are made we will continue to hold these views, which may change at any time based on new information, analysis, or reconsideration. Copyright Fisher Investments, 